Estás escuchando un mensaje de parte de Vida City Church Houston. Para más información de nuestra iglesia, visita nuestra página de web en vidacch.org. Y ahora con ustedes, el mensaje. You are listening to a message from Vida City Church Houston. For more information about our church, visit our website at vidacch.org. And now with you, today's message. Welcome to Vida City Church. And uh, today we want to start a series called The Blessed Life. The Blessed Life. And when we talk about the blessed life, it's not always dealing with money, but it has to do with money. And it's not just being blessed financially. It's being blessed in your marriage, blessed in your home, blessed in, in everything that, that you do. Uh, Robert Morris wrote a couple of books uh, on this, and one of them called The Blessed Life. If you can get a copy of it, uh, I know it would not only enrich your life, but it will also allow you to understand what we're uh, speaking today and in this series. And um, today I want to talk about not only The Blessed Life, but what test? What test? When I was in Bible school, we had this teacher, um, uh, Israel, I don't know if you remember that, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, anyway, he, he would always, he's, we, we took advantage of him, that's sad to say, because every time he'd come and he'd say, okay, tomorrow, uh, next week, we're going to have the test. And so we'd all get in agreement, the whole class. So when he'd come the next week, he says, okay, you ready for the test? We'd all go, what, what test? Uh, I told you you were going to have a, a test last week for this week. And we'd all look at each other, what? What test? That, that, that's, that's not right. You know, give us a test without warning you? I, I didn't tell you. And we'd all say, no. Okay, we're Bible school students. Hello. Help us, Lord Jesus. He says, okay, next week. Get ready because you're going to have your test. Next week would come and he'd say, okay, let's go. Let's get your test. What test? So we wouldn't have a test. Trine se llamaba, Brother Trine. And, uh, and uh, we wouldn't have a test for about three weeks till finally he caught on. He said, no, 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 whether you studied or not, you knew already. I've already told you we're having a test. So here's the test. And... <laughs> Many of us don't know, but all of us have a test that we take that's in the Bible. And you actually take it every time you get paid. So uh, let, me, let me just take a quick survey. How many of you get paid uh, once a month? Raise your hand. Okay, you get paid once a month. How many of you get paid uh, every other week? Okay. How many of you get paid every week? Okay. How many of you don't get paid at all? <laughs> all right. So anyway, however you get paid, whether it's monthly, every two weeks, every week, um, you actually take a test by what you do with the first 10% of that income. It's who are you thanking? Who are you honoring? Who are you worshiping for the blessings that come 
to your life? Who are you acknowledging that blesses you and sustains you? Unfortunately, there are some people that give all that to Visa or MasterCard because that's the first thing that maybe you pay. And the problem with that is that Visa and MasterCard doesn't have the power nor the authority to really bless your life. Sooner or later, it'll catch up on you. And you can pay on credit and enjoy, but sooner or later, they're going to come after you. And so, we need to learn to understand that the one that blesses us, who gave his son for us, to save us, to redeem us, he's the one that we need to acknowledge where we get everything from. From the moment you woke up, the breath that you took, it came from God. The strength that you have, it came from God. The ability to go to school and study for the career that you're in, it was God. The job that even you have right now, God has made a way for it. It may not be the best, but it's better than nothing. And so, there's, I think, a principle or some principles that we need to learn. This is not going to be your twirling around and, uh, um, you know, uh, give me room at the altar to dance and jump. I don't think it's going to be that today. But I do believe it's a search. It's a, it's a surgery. It's a self and a heart examination that, that we have forgotten and that I believe is one of the most important things in our life to see God move in our lives. So if you go to Malachi chapter 3, whether your iPad or your iPhone or um, you I forgot to bring your Bible, then listen to what um, the Word of God says. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6 through 11. And in our church, we really don't talk about finances, but uh, we kind of try to do it either once a year or once every other year that we dedicate um, a month of talking about stewardship, finances. Malachi chapter 3 verse 6 says, For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. Yet from the days of your fathers, listen, you have gone away from my ordinances and have not kept them. He's saying, look, I'm God, and I haven't changed my mind yet about this issue. From the days of your ancestors, you guys have gone away from my ordinances. This principle that we're going to learn today, and this principle that God is rebuking and confronting his own people, it's one of God's ordinances. And he says, you've not kept them. So then he says this, return to me, and I will return to you. In order, in order to read that and to understand that, apparently there has been a distance. God is no longer with his people, and he is saying, if you come back to me, then I'll, I'll come back to you. And how do we come back to God? He's saying, by obeying my principles, my ordinances. And so he says that, he says, I want you to return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord of hosts. But you said, in what way shall we return? I mean, they didn't even know that they were separated from God already. 
They didn't even know that God was no longer there. And they're saying, whoa, 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 whoa wait a minute. In, in, in what way are we supposed to return to you? And then here's where it gets tough. Here's where it gets strong. This is what God says. Not man, not me. I'm not making this up. In verse 8, Malachi chapter 3. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me. Even the whole nation. Then he says this, bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this. Another translation says, test me in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will be no room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit in your field, says the Lord of hosts. God is talking to his people, and he's saying, I'm not changed. I don't know why you decide to change my ordinances. I've not changed. I go, and because I've not changed, only because I'm merciful, he says, I have not consumed you. He's talking to the people of Israel. I have not, I have not destroyed you. Remember that they have gone away from their ordinances. You're not fulfilling what I have asked you to do. It's not something that I'm giving you an option. It was something that I established from the very beginning that you would acknowledge me that I am the God that blesses you. And so God is talking to them and letting them know that tithing is, is a principle of behavior for the people of God. It's, it's, it's your behavior of, of thanksgiving. It's your behavior of acknowledging that it is God that has given me what I have. And, and, and I know that, that we could say, well, well, God's the owner of everything. Yes, he is. But I want you to know something that not only is he the owner of everything, but he actually gives us, you and me, stewardship over it. And he says, and all I want is the 10%. All I reserve for me is 10%. You can live off of the 90%. But all I am expecting is for you to honor me with the 10%. For you to honor me with that. That's what I want for myself. And so that's what he is complaining now to his people. He's not complaining to them about the 90%. He's saying, I, I'm not even getting the 10%. I'm not getting what I have already established as not only an ordinance, but it's my people's behavior in that they trust me and that they love me and that they honor me and that they understand that everything they have comes from me. And how do they do that? By not giving, by returning to me the 10%. Say with me, return. Because you can't give something that's not yours. You're going to return back what's not yours. You know, like the lawnmower that you still have from your brother-in-law about 10 years ago. 
the, the bicycle from two years ago that you were going to do it, New Year's resolution, and you asked your sister-in-law to lend you her, hello, <laughs> let's just leave it at the treadmill that's still, that's not yours, but you, you're supposed to return, hello, and so you can't give to God what's not yours. As a matter of fact, everything belongs to God. But like I said, you can be a steward of the 90%, but start off giving me what's mine, returning to me what's mine, which is the 10%. And he says, you've stolen, you've robbed me. Those are, those are strong words. Hello? Those are, those are strong words that God would come and say, now I'm accusing you that you are a thief. You have stolen from me. You've robbed me. And so you've got to understand that this thing called tithing is a test. That's the first thing you need to know. It's a test. Why is it a test? Because even the word tithe, which means tenth, it's the tenth. That's where God is testing us in our hearts. Can you trust me with the tenth? I'm going to put you to the test. And he says, I'm going to give you, and I just want to see if you can give me back or return to me the tenth, which is 10% of what your income is. What I don't understand is how can a person argue about tithing? Listen closely. Why would you argue with God when God gave everything, his only begotten son, to save us, and we can't even give God back what's his, the 10%? It's a test because I think God chose a percentage. He does the same for everybody. doesn't matter if you make 100000 whether you make 300000 or $300. A 10% is equal to everybody. And... I think also that maybe God chose 10 because the number 10 is always, is always um, associated with testing. It's always associated with testing. So let, let me see if we can get a good grade on this test. You ready? Um, how many plagues were there in Egypt? Somebody's saying, can, uh, can you describe what plagues are And Egypt? Hello? Have you ever seen the Ten Commandments? Just gave you the answer to the next one. How many commandments did God give his people? Ten. <clears throat> wow, we're doing good, okay? There's a pattern here, just in case you don't know some of the other ones, all right? Um, how many times did God test Israel in the wilderness? You're still doubting. I told you there's a pattern here. Okay. How many times, listen, did Jacob's father-in-law change Jacob's wages? Yes, 10. How many times was Daniel tested that he would not eat certain foods when they wanted to give him some food? And he said no. Even with a little doubt, you can still say 10. Okay, here we go. Um, how many virgins were tested in the New Testament? Ten. Yeah, yeah, you're more or less getting it there. How many 
days of testing are mentioned in Revelations. Okay, how many disciples did Jesus have? Twelve, not ten. Okay, so tithing is a test, but it's, it's two ways. Not only is God wanting you, or is he testing you on your faithfulness, but he's also asking you and me to test him on his faithfulness. To see if he is going to do what he said he was going to do. So this is the only time that God says, I want you to put me to the test. I want you to put me to the test to see if I'm not going to be who I say I am. Because God wants to open the windows of heaven over your life. God wants to bless you and your family. He wants to rebuke the devourers that want to come and destroy what God has given you. But it depends on whether if you're going to listen. Trust God and worship God with faith and, and, and trust him with the 10% knowing that God will be faithful to multiply your 90%. Is it better to give the 10% and know that your 90% is blessed from God or stay with the 100% and know that God is no longer there? And so God says this is a principle that I need. It's a principle and many people argue, well, it, 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 was in the, uh, uh, it was in the law. It's in the Old Testament. It was in the law. Well, there's some things that in the, in the law that we still have to uh, 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 abide by. The Bible says, hey, you know, do not commit adultery. So because we're living in the grace and that was in the law, now we can be saved and we can live in adultery as much as we want? Thou shalt not steal. Oh, that was in the law. But now that we're in grace, I can steal and there's no consequences alone. So there's some things that we have to understand that God has not changed. God has not moved. God has not said, oh, you know what, we had a, a reform on this today. Or, you know what, I took this with the Father. The Father said, I took this with the Son and the Holy Ghost and the angels. And you know what, we just kind of felt that it was time to amend my, no. God is serious in what he asks and what he demands from us. So tithing is a test. Can you trust God and can you return to God what belongs to God? You know, you get paid. Let me, let me tell you how funny we are. Because we get paid from our jobs and we don't mind. I mean, we may mind. But, hey, we don't argue that they took FICA. They took uh, uh, everything else. They took insurance out. They took Social Security out. Hello. And they give us the, you know Why? Because they don't trust you and me. Says we better get ours now. Some of you are like me that I got till the 15th of this month to still do my tax returns. Hello? But they take it out because they don't trust you. God says, I trust you. I don't take it out. I want you to give and return to me what is mine. I'm giving it to you. God is trusting his people that we would obey what he has, has placed and what he has demanded and commanded for us to do. So it's a test. Are we passing that test? Are we passing that test? Are we being now in that category that God says, you're a thief, you've stolen from me? Are we in that category that says, well, you know what? 
Now you're in a curse. So are we passing that test every time we get our paycheck? And are we returning to God what belongs to him? Because he says, I trust you. I'm not taking anything out. I totally trust you. God does take it out when we're not tithing and everything is going bad. You fix one thing, the other thing breaks. You pay one bill, and boom, all of a sudden you got hit with something else. You're not going to outgive God, and you're not going to outsmart God. So he's saying to the people of God and to us as well, it's a test. Every time you get that check, I'm testing you if you're going to return to me what belongs to me. I'm testing you. But not only is tithing a test, tithing is also biblical. It's in the Bible. It's, it's, it's in, in the word of God. And a, and a lot of people don't believe that tithing is for us today. So let me give you some scriptures on that. Genesis 14. Read, just listen to me. Chapter 14, verse 18 to 20. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God most high. And he blessed him and said, blessed be Abraham of God most high. Possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. He was so grateful. And this was before the law. This was 500 years before the law. It was an ordinance. It was something that was already had been established. Listen, Genesis 28, 22. And this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house, and all that you give me, I will give you a tenth. This was Jacob, that he woke up from a dream, and he saw angels going up and down, and how God talked to him, and God blessed him. And when he woke up, he said, God, if you take me and bring me back safely out of everything that you give me, I will give to you the tenth. And so what does he do? He sets up a stone, and he says, this will be Bethel. It will be called house of God. And right here where I'm establishing this, everything that you give me, I will give you the tenth of all of that. Leviticus chapter 27 Verse 30, 31, a tithe of everything from the land, whether grain from the soil or fruit from the trees, belongs to the Lord. It is holy to the Lord. Remember when it says it's holy, it's set apart, it's consecrated, it can't be touched, it belongs to God. That's what makes it holy. That 10%, God says, this is mine, do not touch it. He told that to Joshua. And Joshua, they got really leveled by a small little town after they had beat Jericho. Why? Because in Jericho was the first battle and God says, everything that's there, don't touch it. It belongs to me. But they took, Achan's wife took something. And when they go out to fight again, they get whooped. They lose badly. Joshua goes to God, what, what's going on here? We just beat Jericho, and this little city, this little town, we got whooped. And God says, because I told you not to touch what belongs to me. Get to the root of the problem. They go and they find out that it was Achan. Not only Achan paid for it, but his whole family paid for it. They stoned him to death. God is very serious about what belongs to him. I'm giving you 90% to do what you want to do with it. I'm just asking you to return to me. What belongs to me, the 10th percent. And so 
Leviticus tells us that the tithe of everything from the land, all of that is holy, belongs to God. Deuteronomy 26, verse 1 and 2, it talks, When you have entered the land the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance and have taken possession of it and settled in it, take some fruits of all that you produce from the soil of the land the Lord your God is giving you and put it in a basket. Then go to the place the Lord your God will choose his dwelling or a dwelling for his name. That's the church. He says, of all the first fruits that you get, grab them and put them in a basket. Bring them to the place where God has put his name as a dwelling place, which is the church. He says, I want you to take it. I want you to give it. I want you to bring it. I want you to know that, listen, the land that God gave you, if you're getting produce, produce from it, is because God gave you that land. Read it, and it says, the land that God gave you, and when it gives its fruit, the land that God gave you, everything that we have belongs to God. If we have anything, it's because God has given it to us. He says, I want you to give it. Listen to what Deuteronomy 26, 13 through 15 says, says, then you must declare in the presence of the Lord your God, I have taken the sacred gift from my house and given it to the Levites, the foreigners, the orphans and widows, just as you commanded me. I have not violated or forgotten any of your commands. I have not eaten any of it while in mourning. I have not handled it while in ceremonially unclean. I have not offered any of it to the dead. I have obeyed the Lord my God and have done everything you commanded me. Now look down from your holy dwelling place in heaven and bless your people Israel and the land you swore to our ancestors to give us, a land flowing with milk and honey. They said, everything that belongs to you, we have done what you have asked us to do. We have taken the sacred gift from my house and have given it to the Levites. It's here. This is what belongs to you, and we return it, and we're taking it back to the Levites. He says, we've not eaten from it while in mourning. In other words, we've not done anything with what belongs to you. And I begin to think, what have we done at times with what belongs to God? What have we bought that we had no right buying because that money belonged to God? What are we wearing today that we have no right of wearing because it's stolen clothes because we bought it with what belonged to God? What, what, what have he, and they're saying, we've complied, we've done everything you've asked us to do. And when you do that, then you can pray, verse 15, that says, Now look down from your holy dwelling place in heaven and bless your people, Israel. We've complied. I've given you what belongs to you. I've done what you've asked me to do. So because I've done that, now will you open the windows of heaven. Now will you pour out a blessing that I can't contain. Now will you allow all these things to overcome and take me. And let me be the head and not the tail. Let me be above and not beneath. Let me be blessed going in and blessed coming out. I've done what you've asked me to do. So now look down from heaven and bless your people. Could we say that today? Could we actually come and say, okay, I've done it. I have the right to say this. I have the right to ask you. Bless me. 
I need, I need college tuition for my kids. Bless me. I need for you to give me a raise. Bless me. I need for you to help me in this situation. Bless me. Look at the devourers that, uh, that, the, 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 that wants to come and destroy what belongs. Do we have the right to say that and to pray that? Because tithing is biblical. And not only that, but listen. It's funny that we would still have to think about, hmm, do I return to God what belongs to God? It's funny that I would have to think, do I still owe this to God? Let me put it to you this way. If, if Jesus said that we needed to tithe, would you tithe? Because I know I've read everything in the Old Testament. And you can say, oh, well, that's all in the Old Testament. But if Jesus were to say that you needed to tithe, would that validate it then for you? Because if so, and even if not, Matthew chapter 23, we're in the New Testament. Verse 23, listen to what he says to the Pharisees and what he says, says to the priest. Matthew 23, 23, what sorrow awaits you teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, you hypocrites. He goes, you don't know what's about to happen to you. You don't know the problems that you are about to confront, the sorrows that await you. Because he says this, for you are careful to tithe. He says you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens. Listen, but you ignore the more important aspects of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. He says, man, you guys are so faithful in tithing. But you're forgetting the other part. You're forgetting about showing justice and showing mercy and showing faithfulness. Listen to what he says. You should tithe. This is Jesus was saying, you should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. Hello? He's saying you should tithe. They tithe in the New Testament. But he's rebuking the teachers and the Pharisees and saying, look at you, you hypocrites. Because you're trying to be very faithful. And yes, you're supposed to tithe. But you can't show mercy. You can't show justice. You can't show faithfulness. That's part of it too. So it could be like us. Oh, well, well I do tithe, but, but I go clubbing. I like little bad bunny. Hello? Bad bunny, yeah. Not the Easter bunny, the bad bunny. So he's telling them, you should tithe, yes. But don't forget about doing everything else as well. That's supposed to be done. So why would we then have issues if Jesus says we should tithe? Why should we have issues if it's biblical? Why? If it's a test every time we get paid, are we failing that test? We know it's biblical, so if it's biblical, then we must do it. If not, we're in disobedience. 
Let me close with this and we'll go have some lunch. Well, those of you that are eating. Tithing is not only a test and it's not only biblical, but tithing becomes a blessing. Tithing is a blessing. When you read in 2 Chronicles chapter 31, 30 and 31, Hezekiah the king, he's reading the scriptures and he sees the verses about tithing and they are in an economic recession and he's realizing that the reason we're in this situation is because we're under a curse. God's people are not tithing. We're stealing from God. And that's where we pick up in 2 Chronicles chapter 31, verse 4. When he reads all this and understands that they had not been taking what belonged to the God to the temple. And they understand that they're in a recession and that things are really going bad. And he does his study, he realizes we are not fulfilling what God asked us to do. Once he finds that out, he says in verse 4, 2 Chronicles 31, 4. Moreover, he commanded the people who dwelt in Jerusalem to contribute support for the priests and the Levites that they might devote themselves to the law of the Lord. Let me, let, let me, let me stop for a moment. Remember that we read in Malachi that he said, bring the tithe to the storehouse, that there would be food in my house. Again, we're talking about natural food per se. But he gives the command and he says, you know what? Let's start bringing what belongs to God to the priests and Levites so that they may devote themselves to the law of the Lord. Let me ask you something. We're almost done. Do you enjoy when you come to church? Do you enjoy church? Do you enjoy the worship? Do you enjoy the music? For those of you that come throughout the week as well, to be honest with you, none of this is free. Just my light bill at home, just my light bill at home was 400 bucks. I say that to say this, you got almost eight AC units to keep this thing going and kind of cool. You've got lights, got sound system, you got cameras that take us Facebook Live, social media. Right now there are classes that are going on on the other side of this building. The lights are on there. Somebody's paying for that. It's not free. You go eat at Whataburger and you don't just walk out and say, what a meal. You got to pay for it. And so somebody, thank God, was faithful and we were able to pay off our mortgage. Somebody say amen to that. The utilities are still going on. I know sometimes they go off, but no, 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 we paid the bill. Sometimes it's just the breaker that went out. Somebody's paying for the staff and the service that has been being given to the secretaries, the children's church directors, and, and, and all the ministries that we have and in the worship. Some of, somebody is paying that. It, it's not for free. 
that comes through the tithe that comes into the church. Comes through the faithful people that give online, those that come in person and give in person, those that text, etc. However you give, thank you so much because we're able to do what God has called Vida City Church to do. Somebody has to do it. Let, let, me, let me give you, um, close with this, okay? Hezekiah not only challenges them to start taking what belongs to God back to the priest and the Levites, back to the storehouse. But in verse 5, we read verse 4, he says, As soon as the commandment was circulated, the children of Israel brought in abundance the first fruits of grain, wine, and oil, and honey, and all of all the produce of the field. And they brought in abundance the tithe of everything. The tithe. You're just dealing with the tithe. Listen. And the children of Israel of Judah, who dwelt in the cities of Judah, brought the tithe of the ox and the sheep, also the tithe of the holy things which were consecrated to the Lord their God. They laid in heaps. Verse 7. In the third month, they began laying them in heaps. And they finished in the seventh month. And when Hezekiah... And the leaders came and saw the heaps. They blessed the Lord and his people Israel. Then Hezekiah questioned the priests and the Levites concerning these heaps. And Azariah, the chief priest from the house of Zadok, answered him and said, Since the people began to bring the offerings into the house of the Lord, we have had enough to eat. And plenty left. For the Lord, listen, the Lord has blessed his people. And what is left is this great abundance. God so blessed them. Just with the 10%. Wasn't asking for the 90. He says, just be faithful with the 10th. Bring it to the house and look what we can do if we were to have the faithfulness of God's people. I'm going to close with this. Let's say that I was going to go on a trip that was going to be probably three weeks, four weeks, maybe a month. And uh, I told, I was able to recruit three guys. Jose Pereira, Lionel, and let me use my cousin Rick. So I told Jose Pereira, you know what? I was supposed to go for a month, but it's actually going to be a three months. I'm going to be gone for three months. I'm going to send you $10,000 a month. Don't get happy, Pereira. It's just a story. It's an example. I'm going to give you $10,000 a month. All I want you to do is to give 1000 of that to my wife while I'm gone, okay? I'm, she's already taken care of. I just want you to give her a 1,000 of the 10,000 to my wife. Jose says, sure, no problem. So you get $9,000. I talked to Lionel, and I said, Lionel, hey, I'm going to give you 10,000. I'm going to send you $10,000 a month, and I want you to do the same thing. I want you just to give my wife a 1,000, and you stay with the 9,000, okay? Lionel, I'm just, it's an illustration. You don't have to be. 
And then I said, hey, Rick, cuz, good to see you, man. Glad you guys are doing well. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to be gone for a few months. And so, you know what? I'm going to send you $10,000. I just want you to give my wife $1,000. Okay? That's it. So I leave. After the first month, I call my wife, Patsy, and I say, hey, babe, how you doing? Oh, fine. I miss you. Yeah, I miss you too. I love you. Oh, I love you so much. Oh, I wish you were. Oh, I wish you were. Okay. I'm getting a little bit too more personal. Um, anyway. So I said, hey, by the way, how's, how's uh, is Jose Pereira uh, sending you anything? Give me, yeah, man, he's been faithful. He's been giving me the, the $1,000. Oh, that's great. I'm, 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 glad, I'm glad to hear that. Awesome. Okay. What about Lionel? Oh, Lionel, he's, he's gone beyond that. Lionel's actually sent me $2,000. So I go, well, I only asked him to give you $1,000. No, he's giving me $2,000. Oh, that, that's great. I'm, I'm glad. Uh, how's Rick doing? Well, I need to talk to Rick. Uh, first time he sent anything, it was 700 bucks. Second time he sent, it dropped. It was 400. Uh, okay. How do you think I would feel? How do you think I would feel if I'm the one giving you the money? You're being faithful, giving the thousand. You're being over generous. God gave me. It's not even mine. God gave it to me, and I'm just, I'll just give 2000 I'm giving it to Rick. He says, man, I got a grandson here now. Can't give the $1,000. Let's stay with 300 at least for Pampers. How do you think I would feel with Rick? How do you think I feel with Jose? Oh, he's faithful. How do you think I feel with Lionel? Oh, wow, I'm only asking for 10 but he's far beyond that's that's great Rick man I'm giving you I get that's my money I'm giving you it's not even yours it's mine that I'm sending you you know that the church whether you knew it or not is Jesus Christ's bride and he said you know what I'm going to go prepare a place then I'm going to come back get married but while I'm gone and bless you. I'm going to give you your job. I'm going to give you your business. I'm going to give you opportunities. All I want you to do while I'm gone, can you take care of my bride? Just, just give her the 10% of whatever I give you. How do you think he feels? Man, giving him everything they got. Everything they prayed for. And he, I've even given them beyond that. And all I'm asking them to do is to give my bride, the church, 10% of what I'm giving them that they can stay with the 90%. And they're not even doing that. How would you feel? You probably would feel like what God was feeling with the people of Israel. You guys are thieves. You're steep. You're robbing me. Blind here. I'm giving it to you. All you got to do is just, I'm giving you to give. To my wife. And I'm not even giving it to you to give it all. I'm giving it to you because I trust you. You know what? And because I'm a good God, stay with the 90. Just give the 10%. I've given you all of this and I'm coming to find out. My bride, my church, is not getting any of it. You stand to your feet.
Every time you get that check, it's a test. I trust you. That's right. I didn't take anything. I'm trusting that you're going to give back to me or return to me what belongs to me. Every time I tithe, I do it because I know it's biblical. And it's not part of the law. It was before the law that it was established. And even in the New Testament, Jesus exhorted them and said, yes, you need to tithe. But don't forget to do the other. If Jesus said it, it must be valid. But tithing is biblical. But tithing is also a blessing. When Hezekiah saw the crisis they were in, he says, we've got, to, we've got to line this thing back up the way God said. He commanded them, sent out word. They began to tithe, bring. All of a sudden, when they came, three months, it was in heaps. Just because of the faithfulness. Because you have blessed your people. Can you imagine? That was just a tenth. What did the 90% look like for the people? And so he says, put me to the test. If you haven't been doing it, put it to the test. Do it for three months. Maybe you haven't done it all year. So just, hey, we're not going to go all year. Let's just do three months. See if in three months God doesn't put things back together. God doesn't restore things. God doesn't better things. And you know what? He said put it to the test. He's the one that's saying that. So if he fails his own test, then you know what? You're off the hook. I'm going to test you. But test them with the full 10%. And I guarantee you, it'll change your life. It'll change your finances. It'll change your family. You'll have more than enough. God is faithful. God is faithful. Can I ask you to do one more thing? we still got time. About five minutes. Can I ask you to come to the altar so I can say a prayer with you and for you? Just say, God, help us. jumping and the shouting is going to come probably at the end of this month for some of you when you see the faithfulness of God when you see if you're faithful I wouldn't doubt that God would even do something now by the end of this week something will turn around in your favor I know money is a touchy subject It's interesting that our life really is based around that. You can't put gas without money. You can't buy groceries without money. You can't do your nails without money. We can't buy that tool that we don't really need, guys, but you can't buy it without money. You can't buy your clothes without money. God knows that we need it. So he's not like, oh, he knows that while we're on earth, we need it. And he wants to give it to you abundantly. You shouldn't have to give excuses because God blesses you. You serve a God. You've been faithful. You don't have to give excuses why I drive what I drive. And Somebody said, if you got money, you buy what you want. If you don't have money, you get what you can. And when you're faithful to God, God will not only bless you financially, he'll bless you in other ways too. And you don't have to be apologizing to people. Why Why are you driving that? Because I don't have a problem talking about this. I, I don't get all the tithes. I'm on a salary just like you guys are. I don't have to apologize for what I got and what I did. 
hey, I'm faithful to God. God is faithful to me. That's why we can't be generous. God says, I'm going to bless you, Abraham. I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing. And all of us are still in the blessed mode, blessing mode. That I can be blessed. Bless me, bless me, bless me. When are we going to turn that around and say, man, I'm so blessed. I can bless you. I can give you. I can bless you. A blessed life.